When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Schmitty. Want to tell you about a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having competitive, stable history of work over 20 years? FSC. The FSC Edge, it's a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies. Expert services helping worldwide patent offices meet strict processing and publishing timelines while delivering exceptional quality. They support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the U.S. and Europe. That includes the European Patent Office, the German Patent and Trademark Office, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The only group of companies worldwide to provide such support to all three of these agencies. Working at FSC, you have a chance to work with fun people with great attitudes and learn about patents. You're not on the phone, you're not customer-facing, it's casual dress, and the work environment. It's a new environment with over $2 million in improvements. You have access to generous benefits packages, company support for health and wellness, and you do impactful work on a national scale. Make a difference. Their team's constantly growing, and they're always looking for new people to join their mission. Check out what's available today at fscedge.com. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, Blackshirt Husker, NFLer, Jay Moore, co-host, Big Red Wrap-Up. And we say hi to Jay Bird, you're not in the portal, are you? <laughs> uh, no, I am not. I uh, thought about it for a sec, but I thought I might have one more year of eligibility with COVID. But then I realized I am 39 years old and uh, not in quite, not in the not in the playing shape I used to be. Uh, gosh, how long ago is that now? Was that uh, 16 years ago? You were you were drafted in in 07. I, I know that. Yeah. Uh-huh, because somebody in the room made a phone call to your home uh, on, on draft day. <laughs> well, I don't know. Someone tells me Jake could still, could still roll in some NIL deals if he wants to. I think so. I, you know, I mean, we're not your agent, but we sure as hell could be. Well, I mean, with the last name like Moore, you can really fit that into any sort of advertising tagline. One, one, would, one would like to think so, but uh, that's, <laughs> I can only imagine. You know, I, I, I take about anything, I tell you that much. Well, you were uh, an in-state prospect, uh, highly rated defensive lineman, and you, you, you started the number of years at Nebraska, top 10 in, in TFLs and sacks. And I want to get your perspective on, on the job Coach Rule is doing, specifically this past weekend where he and his staff have been everywhere from Scotts Bluff to Omaha to Lincoln to Norfolk, all areas in between. And what's your view and take on in-state recruiting and the, the face time the Nebraska program still needs to put in for that? you got to put a little more work into it than what we've had to in, I would probably say, decades past just because the program isn't where it has once been. You know, there was almost a given that 
and, and you can throw me right into this category that you offered an in-state kid and nine times out of ten that kid's going to say yes because he wants to stay home he wants to play for a blue blood program a top 10 program a program that's fighting to is has a good chance to win a conference title every year and potentially play for a national championship and if you don't you're you're playing in a new year's new year's day you know bowl game or a very highly competitive bowl game and so i don't the effort, you know, I don't know if the, the, I don't want to say effort, because I think the effort was always there, but it just wasn't to the extent that you have to see it now. I mean, and you have, and that's, and partially is because you got a new staff, they want to get in front of, of, of the kids and, and to make sure they're not thinking about going somewhere else and, or, you know, make, take another visit or, or whatever it might be. But it is slightly different just because Nebraska isn't what it was. I mean, I was, you know, when I was being recruited by Nebraska, I mean, you know, the the, the year before that I, you know, went to Nebraska, you know, I got on campus. I mean, they played Miami for a national championship. And the year before that, they won a conference championship in the year 2000 and, and uh, uh, beat Texas. I believe they smoked Tennessee in the Fiesta Bowl and just go, so on and so forth. So there, the credibility and, you know, just the what you, what you knew Nebraska as was still there, you know, in, into the early 2000s. And I will say that, you know, part of Nebraska's, I think, struggles, maybe while I was there and maybe during Bo's time, was the in-state recruiting just wasn't as good as it had been. There's years where you're you're able to get five to six kids, uh, Division One offers. And I think there was a stretch there where that wasn't happening. And that's not to blame the kids. It's just it's just a, a cyclical thing that, that just happens in, in, uh, in a state like this where it's not heavily populated. So... Now, looking at it, I mean, the, the state is loaded with talent, and it's been loaded with talent for the last, uh, you know, five, six years. And, and unfortunately, Nebraska has not, had, not been able to keep some of these kids in state. You've had kids go to Notre Dame. You have kids go to Oregon, uh, Kansas State, you know, so on and so forth. And it's, it's, it's frustrating for, for a homegrown kid like myself to see that happen. But, I, but then again, I can't blame them because they're going to places that – they know they have a chance to win and a chance to get get to the next level. And Matt Rule's already alluded to that, that you come play for us, you're, you know, you're not only get to the NFL, you're going to have a chance to get a second contract. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, steps to all this process, but they've done a good job. You know, you have the resources, you have, you have private planes to get you all over God's green earth and in the great state of Nebraska. Uh, you can you can fly to North Fork and Scott's Bluff in one day, and, and that that's not a problem for them when, you, when you're on a private jet. And then you hop in. I mean, you hop in here, and you get there's plenty of good kids. You got Coleman and Malachi Coleman over at Lincoln East. You have the kid over at Lincoln High that's committed to Iowa State. You know, you have obviously all the kids up in, uh, up at West Side and the Omaha area. So. It doesn't take much effort to whether you're going to hop in a plane real quick or hop in a car, and you, it's just part of it. Especially with the new faces, you got to get there, you got to get ahead of it, and really start selling your plan and your ideas going forward for what the program's going to be and how they're going to be able to fit within that program going forward. Jay, I think a lot of people point to the winning uh, as one of the in-state factors of why kids aren't coming here, but I also look at the fact that, I mean, there's not many kids from Nebraska. Uh, both from in-state kids and just guys within the Husker football program that are getting drafted recently, and that's a, a big consideration here whenever you look at in-state kids that are getting drafted by going to other colleges. I look at Harrison Phillips as, as a, a one big example that played really well. 
yesterday in, uh, in his game. But I, I believe Cam Jurgens is the only guy from the state of Nebraska to get drafted in the past five years. So how big of a factor is that just in the, in the grander scheme of college football, being able to go and develop guys and send them to the next level? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, you know, when I got recruited, my thought was not about, well, if I go to Nebraska, uh, is it a good chance for me to go to the NFL? I mean, that was the, that was so far down the list of my concerns because when I was recruited, I could either play defensive end or tight end. I chose to play defensive end just because of what I'd known growing up, you know, the, the, the Grant Wistroms and the Jared Thomases and Kyle Vandenbosch. And, yes, those guys did go on to play the NFL. So that, that was a little bit of my thought. But once I stepped foot on campus, man, the idea of, like, going to the NFL was, was so far down the line. I was just trying to keep my head above water and just learn and get better every day. And then just because of the process and sticking with the process, I was able to achieve that goal. That wasn't even, that wasn't even a thought until after my junior year. You know, I finally had a really good junior year. And then, you know, I had agents and I had a draftable grade and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really, this is really a possibility. So uh, for me, I, I can't really speak to some of those kids, but I, it has something to do with that. But I just – I have a hard time thinking – it, it, it just, I do, it, it coming down to, I mean, it does, it does help to be on a winning program. That does increase your chances. You get more eyeballs on games. You get more scouts that are in checking out um, what you're doing. And so that, that does help. I just, I think it just matters from the kids, uh, from their perspective. I mean, my main goal, I mean, just a childhood goal since I can remember was just to play football at Nebraska. And it was never like, Hey, I wanted to be in the NFL. That was just a part of me kind of, developing into a better player and the NFL became an opportunity. So it's a nice thing to have. It's a nice kind of uh, feather in your cap and say, Hey, you, you know, we've had you, like rule, you know, we've had X amount of guys from temple. We have X amount of guys from Baylor who are still playing. And these are the guys I, I, I coach and develop. So there's a, there's a little bit to that, but I, I think it's something that I have a hard time believing that's what you're truly concerned about because it's so far down the road. I mean, you have to go there. You have to I – mean, it has to be a good fit for you. Pers- your college has to be a good fit for you personally, academically. Cause those are the first – those are the most important things. Because if you go there and you're not comfortable, you're not going to be able to put forth all the effort in the, to, to dive into that process of being a, a good football player. Your mind's going to be somewhere else. You're going to be homesick. You might do all these other things. So I think there's so many other uh, variables that, that are more important than, hey, can I get drafted in the NFL? I think you, there's about five or six that are more important to fit to make sure this college is the right fit for the kid, and then if the, if those things fit, then you can start putting all your efforts and you know maybe your eggs into one basket to become a really good football player that with hopes to get drafted. Jay Moore is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. A thought from you: It doesn't look like, and we're still uh, not fully. Uh, Full, <laughs> fully full. You don't know who the D coordinator is going to be for Nebraska as as we talk. Dvoracek sounds like the linebacker coach, and then a couple of spots offensive line, wide receivers coach still up in the air offensively. Uh, tell me about your friend Barrett Rude and and what you think is next for him. Yeah, it's tough because he hasn't been coaching very long. I mean, he was. I think he retired from the NFL, what, six years ago maybe? Maybe even less than that. You know, he obviously got a good opportunity to go right to Central Florida and learn from Scott Frost and kind of and follow them here. And he's had some 
obviously Nebraska tight all the way through. And you come here to coach at your alma mater, and you uh, and you live in a the city you grew, you know you grew up in, and um, being a Southeast kid. So I, I don't know. I don't think I know Barrett loves football. He is a football guy. He loves the game. You got to love the game to coach at this level. I just don't know if he loves it enough to go coach somewhere else or be a part of it. You know, I don't, I, I guess I just don't, I know Barrett very well, but I don't know if that's like who he is to be like, man, you know, cause you know, you talk, you, you hear Matt rule talk. He loves developing young men. And so I just don't know if that's Barrett's true, you know, MO, you know, going forward or, you know, I, I know in Barrett has, you know, he played many, many years in the NFL made some good money coaching. The guy's got money, so I don't think it's like he needs to go Work. and look around. You know, he's not hopping on the next job because he needs the money. The dude is is uh, tighter than you know what. So I know <laughs> he's, he's taking and uh, he's taking the, he, he's taking the care of his money. So he don't spend it. I know that much. He he does not like to spend his money, and that's okay. That's totally fine. So uh, I don't think he's 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 going to be out there. You know, looking for the next you know, open job to hop on to, for the money. I, I think he could probably maybe take a year or two off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he has a few kids and, and sit down and really decide, you know, maybe once he's away from it, hey, let's, uh, if he misses it, let's maybe look at an opportunity. But, again, it's like, you know what, coaching is, coaching is, a, is a crazy business because you're talking about uprooting your family again and, you know, you're kind of already – back in your hometown and you moved away once and now you're back. And so it's, it's gotta be, I would assume it has to be the right kind of fit for him. I don't know if the NFL, if you'd like to get in that level of coach, I almost feel like Barrett would be a better coach in the NFL than he would probably be in college, just because from the, the X's and O's standpoint, and you kind of get out of recruiting, it's just straight football. I think Barrett would do very, very well in the NFL if he wants that. And he has tons of connections in the NFL, I know he's uh, close with like Raheem Morris mm-hmm. and a lot of the Tampa Bay staff that's uh, out and about and just litter amongst the NFL still. So he could get a job in the NFL, no problem. It's just whether or not he wants to do that and kind of move his family away. But uh, Barrett is, man, just a good dude. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to still have him be on staff because I know where his heart is and is with Nebraska. And I think that that takes a special coach to coach that and get it across to your players. But if it doesn't work out, I mean, he has, he has, he definitely he has options to do whatever he wants, but I think the guy can, you know, probably take a year or two off and uh, kind of to weigh his decisions to see what's best for him and his family. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Okay, your take on Coach Prime, uh, Dion uh, Sanders at Colorado. That's going to be a just an incredible. Uh, week two is we'll be out there for it. Uh, Colorado is saying no red in the stands. Good luck with that, Boulder. But uh, his impact, and do you think he, uh, do you think he tries to, to to mess with in the recruiting world where Nebraska's at? Does he find his way in to a West Side? Does he look at some kids uh, in the Metro or? dare I say, way out west. It doesn't sound like he's going to leave a stone unturned. What do you think of the hire? I think it's a great hire. I, I think he fits well with Colorado. Um, just, I think, you know, people see, you know, remember Dion as a player and obviously very vocal, very flashy. 
but when he talks, and you saw you saw the video of him speaking to you know his team, and you've seen talks with the previous uh, school he was at, and you've seen him just the man has a gift to to communicate and get a message across, and it's very you know I mean he speaks like you know he's preaching again you know like we kind of similar with Matt Rule. Uh, that that that's very powerful. I mean, just the way he talked to his the I know the whole team wasn't there in Colorado, but whatever how many kids were still on, uh, in town, it's powerful, man. He has he has it, and he he and he says it. He has the credibility. He, he knows how to be great because he he was great. I mean, he's the, he's the greatest quarterback ever to play the game of football. So he has that credibility, and then he has the ability to communicate to young men, kids. So he's able to recruit. And so I, I don't know. I mean, Colorado was a mess this year, and they they haven't been great since Barnett left. And uh, so they, they have some work to, to, to cut out. They have their work cut out for them and to figure out to get this thing back to where it was, back to the, you know, essentially how they played in the Big 12, or they were tough, man. I mean, we play them, I and it was it was a 50-50 game every, every you know, uh, Friday after Thanksgiving battle in them. So, it's, uh, he's got his work cut out, but I think he'll get that thing true. He's going to recruit his tail off. He's going to get some really good players. He's probably going to bring some, uh, some kids from, with him from uh, Jackson State and, you know, and then go out and nab a few other guys. And guys will come and play. You know, he's, he's going to re- be able to speak to the skill position players very, very much so. Uh, I know he threw out an offer to the, one of the, the no, five-star tackle that's come into Iowa. He's out of Texas. So he knows what he's doing. If he can land a guy like that, you know, that, that will turn on that program in a heartbeat. You know, you get your offensive lineman. You know how I feel about my O-line and D-line and how important they are to the program. But really good hire. It'll be fun to go out there week two. Hopefully hopefully we're both 1-0 going in week two. And maybe I'll have to make that, you know, that, uh, that little – drive or a quick plane ride out to Denver to uh, even enjoy that one. Well, hop, in, hop in the back seat. Oh, we're, we're renting an armored vehicle. Yeah. Babbers <laughs> is renting a tank. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's renting a tank so they can have all the fun with the windshield and, and rims as the, 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 they used to have, right? And it's still, uh-huh. it's going to be a, it's going to be a desert eagle tank. So it'll, it'll stand up to about everything. Love that. Jay. Too good. What's your take on on this? The difference in Matt Rule and Deion Sanders and how they they approached their team whenever they first took the job. Matt Rule saying, "You know what? I came here. I took this job to coach you guys." Whereas Deion Sanders says, "If you guys aren't willing to work, just go into the transfer portal right now." What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I I'm in favor of both of them. I, I can see it from both sides. I know Deion, and I think. Dion's probably speaking to they. They had I don't know how many games. Did Colorado win more than two games this year? I don't they, know. They, they were did. one and eleven. Yeah. So there's there's some cultural issues going on in Colorado. I'm talking the ability to have some toughness, to be able to fight, and you know, and hang in there. They didn't do it. And on the other flip, on the flip side, Nebraska. You know, once Scott was removed, Mickey was able to capture this team in the energy and fight. I never that was there. They fought their they fought their tails off, you know, these last nine games with with Mickey. You know, the the, the Oklahoma game is, it was debatable. It was just a crazy situation. But after that, man, their their effort defensively, you know, you know, was just able to compete and fight. And you know, other than the Michigan game, I mean, they were in every football game. It, that that can't be said for Colorado. So I think it's vastly different. Uh, two different situations where I think the character. And understanding how to work is there at Nebraska. 
It just has to be in a different message. It has to be more efficient and better understood and stick with that process. Whereas, whereas Colorado, they don't have one. <laughs> they have, they don't, they don't know what's up or down right now. And they just were just out there kind of out there because they had to be. There was, there wasn't a whole lot of fight going in Colorado. So I, I kind of see what we're, we're Dion's coming from that side of things. Jay, get a switch to the NFL before we say goodbye. And your roomie again, uh, 3-0 and uh, against Kansas City. Zach Taylor and Cincy getting it done against the Chiefs. And uh, Joe Cool making a few key uh, key passes. Uh, P. Ryan stepping up with mixing out. And Cincinnati's got some momentum, man. They do. And they got the best player back, too, with Chase finally being available. Uh, this week, and that's that's been the most impressive thing is their ability to win football games without him. You know, I think they lost him for five or six weeks with a hip injury. You know, they go down to Tennessee and win uh, the, the week before. So their defense is playing really, really good. But yeah, Joe Burrow, man, he is just so cool and calm. And you know, so many other receivers have stepped up there. Higgins has stepped up a bunch. You know, Pirine and uh, you know. Nick's have been huge, catching balls out of the backfield and being able to establish the run. Their tight end game has been really good. So it's been it's been so fun to watch because they started off slow. I think they're 0-2, and then you, with uh, Jamar Chase being banged up, you're like, oh, boy, how, how are they going to get through this? It's like, man. Now you know. Now I think they're tied with Baltimore. I think they're both 7-4. and Baltimore has a tiebreaker right now, but I know they have one more. They each got to play each other one more time. So, um, you know, it's going to be fun to see. Finish out, man, but it, it shows you. Zach knows what he's doing. He's got a great staff around him. He's got a one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the NFL. You you could probably argue him and Mahomes are kind of one A, one B right now, and uh, it's gonna be fun. I hope to have another matchup, whether it's in Cincinnati or, or Kansas City. Again, I would love to be in Kansas City again because that was fun driving down to him during the game last year. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's a blast to watch. It's uh, I've I've definitely become a a Bengals fan. I got Bengals hats and sweatshirts, and I'm. I'm can out who day and all this stuff. So it's, it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Did you get him sent to you or have you had to pony up? No, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I probably could text them and say, Hey Zach, send me some gear, would you? But you know, I, I'm <laughs> that guy that doesn't want to, right. Doesn't want to bug them. So sure. no, I, 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 uh, I begrudgingly bought a sweatshirt and a hat and that's fine. So that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll hit them up. I need. Mean, now that uh, now that uh, I've we I talked to him a handful of times this last year, I'll 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 hit him up and I just need to go out there and see him and then that way I'll just you know take me to the office. Let's go in the clearance room so I can rock some you know some team issue bangle stuff back in Lincoln. That's that's the main plan. Jay shows up with a shopping cart in the equipment room. <laughs> You're gonna pick your spot next next Super Bowl they get to is when you. You hammer them. <laughs> yeah. I need four together, 50-yard line, please. Thank you. And then you go down mm-hmm. to the, the, the team locker room with a duffel bag and a ski mask. Just take what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Moore is with us. Co-host Big Red Wrap-Up, Husker NFLer, uh, black shirt at Moore 44 on Twitter. Jay, be good. Have a good week, man. Thanks for the time. You bet. Thanks, fellas. Good stuff from black shirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore. We'll wind down a Monday podcast for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play for Hale Varsity Radio. Also the Hale Varsity YouTube channel.